Wake up, Norwich University Cadet Nation, and welcome back to Reveille, the official podcast of Norwich Athletics. It is Friday, May 27th, 2022. we got a great episode for you this month. I sit down with new Norwich head men's golf coach, as well as uh, men's ice hockey assistant coach, Kevin Cole. Great conversation with Kevin, but before we get to that, we again want to thank you for tuning in. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you may be listening. Also, the hashtag is NURevely across all social media platforms. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get to my conversation with Kevin Cole. Back on Reveille, the official podcast of Norwich University Athletics. It is the May episode, and I'm very glad to be joined remotely here uh, by new head men's golf coach. He's also an assistant men's ice hockey coach here at Norwich. Kevin Cole joining us on the episode uh, here this month. Kevin, thanks for thanks for taking the time out of your schedule. Yeah, thanks a lot. Glad to uh, be on with you guys. Um, hopefully, it'll be a good uh, a good hour here. With you. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny because uh, Kevin and I live right next to each other, uh, but we are doing this remotely as he is out in the great. Uh, would you call it the, the the Midwest? What's what's what would Michigan be called? Yeah, I guess you can call it the Midwest. Probably the Great Lakes area. Like, probably yeah, probably. Great Lakes. Very nice, very nice. But uh, again, uh, Kevin, how we how we usually do it on on this show is uh, right off the top. I kind of give the guests a little bit of time to. To do a bit of a, this is your life, you know, how did you, how did you find your way to Norwich and, and all that good stuff. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, we kind of got into, so I'm from Michigan, uh, kind of got into mm-hmm. that already, but, uh, went to Michigan state, went to Michigan tech for a little bit, uh, and have known, uh, Cam Ellsworth for a really long time. And I was in coaching, uh, in Indiana and in Michigan, and I decided to take an opportunity to come to Norwich to be the assistant. Hockey coach at Norwich, which has worked out great for the first year. And I was very fortunate to get the opportunity to be the first men's golf coach. Uh, I, I shouldn't say in history, but for a while, uh, we used to have a team. So to to kind of bring the program back to Norwich. So I got the opportunity to do that. And it's been a it's been a great year here for me. And I'm looking forward to another great year this year. Yeah, you you mentioned there that uh, not the first time that Norwich has had golf, but the first time in a while uh, bringing it back for the first time since 1999. Uh, obviously, one of the, uh, the the high-ranking alums, high-ranking donor, uh, graduate of Norwich University, Mr. Alan Doyle, who also played hockey at the school, but did did play golf as well. Uh, you know, his name all over buildings on campus. I'm sure that he is smiling uh, that golf is that golf is coming back. Uh, and I'm sure you'll get a chance to to meet him at the at the golf tournament coming up here here in August. Yeah, actually. Uh, so I was able to meet Alan when I first came here. Oh, nice. I think it's like the the fall kind of tailgate for hockey. Um, so I was able to meet him there talking for a bit. Great guy. Had a lot of insight uh, on Norwich and golf, so I was really happy to be able to meet him already, and I look forward to to talking to him more as we get golf back on the map here in Norwich. Yeah, uh, I know there's a big time buzz around campus. Obviously, Norwich President uh, President Anarumo 
really putting uh, putting a lot of stock into the athletic programs here and and trying to uh, trying to you know, fill in some gaps and 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 one of those things is is in bringing varsity golf back. Uh, the team will be competing at the Northfield Country Club right here in Northfield, Vermont. I mean, I'm sure you've played some some rounds over there. Uh, what what are your what are your thoughts on the course here in Northfield? Yeah, I mean, I really like playing the course. It's it's a challenging course, but I think it'll be be nice. It's it's really close to campus, so I think that's huge for the players, huge for the program to be able to just drive five minutes on the road, play at Northfield. Uh, the the owner has been great with us. He's looking forward to us being out there. Uh, the club pro there has been great with us as well. So we're looking forward to being there. It's very convenient. Uh, the course is great, and we're just really really ready to be out there this fall. And uh, the announcement of of golf coming back came out uh, here back earlier this spring, and I know that you kind of had uh, I don't know would you would you call it a tryout or just kind of like an informational meeting over at the course with some students before they before they headed home for the summer. Yeah, it was more of an informational meeting, but we did play. It was kind of uh, get to know everybody who's on campus, see who's interested. We did have you know twenty plus guys out there, so it was nice to see them on the course to see kind of what we have just coming from the university already. And we are bringing in a couple freshman recruits already for the fall. So that'll be nice to kind of mix them in with the group we already have. And I think with, with having guys on campus already and starting a program, it really helps out that we're going to have guys at each class level. We don't have all freshmen coming in. And I think that really helps when you're starting something and building a program to have some older guys around. You mentioned it, buzzword right there, program building, segueing right into what I want to talk about next. Uh, you are no stranger to uh, to building programs. Um, you've done it a couple of times in your career at the collegiate level. Um, tell me a little bit of, of what your experiences in, in building programs have been and maybe some of the difficulties that, you know, maybe an outsider like myself might not might not kind of realize goes into something like like building, starting a new varsity athletic team yeah i think so so you mentioned that so i've done this this will be my third time starting a program so i did it twice with hockey now once with golf and i think the challenge is just getting people interested in something that hasn't been around before and i think norwich is different because we did have golf we have some alumni we have a good base for for fans for other sports and we have a really good athletic department here I think the other places it was it was a bit more challenging because you are starting from scratch. You got to inform everybody about new facilities, new buildings, and everything, right? So this is is a little bit easier, but still it's challenging to bring in new guys when you're starting something. When I built the hockey programs, we started three teams at once. We started I started another team uh, at Purdue Northwest all by myself. Uh, you know, so it's challenging to get the guys and get the information out there. And I think that's the biggest thing is just. It's just getting the information. Hey, we have a team now. Hey, here's all the facilities we have. This is what we have to offer. And I think once you do that, Norwich kind of sells itself. And I think it's a great place to be. And I, and I think it will be once we get this going again, it'll be it'll be fun to see how we can build it to to be a winner and to to get the the good recruits coming in to make this a real a real factor in the league and and hopefully nationally. But you know that's down the road a little bit. We'll see what happens this first year trying to build this thing. Yeah, um, I mean, growing up, I golf is pretty much the only sport that I stuck with uh, through all the ones that I that I kind of flaked out on. But uh, certainly, as a as a fan of golf, as someone that still plays, personally, very very excited to see golf coming back to to Norwich and uh, 
and especially to to be at Northfield Country Club. That's a place I've been a member several times over the course of my life, and it's a great little spot. It's tough for me because, you know, I got a little bit of a slice going. It's not very forgiving on the kind of left-to-right movement there. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think it's very forgiving in a lot of places. There's a lot of trees out there. Yeah. And you got to watch out for the overhang on the on the, the eighth hole, that par three, too. You got to watch out for that. You got to watch out for, I mean, you got the trees, you got the river, you got the roads. You got, you got to have your eyes open at all times out there. I have made many, many donations to whoever has gone through the woods and picked up golf balls uh, <laughs> over over my years there. Um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of your your amateur uh, golf career. I mean, pretty, pretty highly decorated. You mentioned that you're from Michigan here. Top 10 finish in the state tournament uh, qualified for the National High School Championships. Again, from from a guy that's coming from Vermont. High school golf was around here, but the population in, in the state is, is so small compared to some of these other bigger states, especially compared to Michigan. So I guess tell me a little bit about your your amateur uh, playing career. Yeah, so I was pretty fortunate. My uncle, uh, he played in college. So I got started really young. I, I think I was skating and playing golf as soon as I could walk. So he was sawing off clubs for me to play in the backyard with. So I was fortunate to be able to start really early and have have some good junior golf programs around. We had junior golf tours i'm from lansing so in the lansing area we had bigger ones around the state so you know i played those in the summer and then once i got into high school uh i you know was playing in the tournaments i was playing still in the junior stuff but uh to be able to go into a program our high school had a very good coach and a very good program already established so it was it was nice to go there and be a part of something that was already established and already kind of on the map for the state and and be able to contribute and help that to get into the top three as a team in a state, to be able to finish in the top ten as an individual, and I think getting invited to the to the national tournament was one of one of the better highlights of my high school career for for any of the sports that I played. So I think those are things that that it was helpful to start early and, and to be around the environment of being in, you know, some fairly bigger places where there are more tournaments to play. I think that really helped my career out. Um, the sport of golf is so kind of cerebral, you know, and it's very, you know, individual based versus some of the other team sports that we're more familiar with in the, the grander athletic sphere. Um, talk a little bit about kind of some, some coaching strategies on, on the golf side. You know, I'm sure you, you mentioned that you had a legendary coach. Uh, I'm sure that you're going to be carrying some of the lessons that, that he taught you as a player, uh, to Norwich here, but just, you know, Kind of elaborate on a little bit of a little bit of strategy, or you know, what does what does a golf practice look like? Is it just the guys are going out and they're playing nine holes, or or, or or what? Yeah, I think it's a combo, right? Like you said, it's it's a little bit different than other sports. I mean, you can't always just try harder and be more effective on the ice or on the field. It doesn't work that way, right? So you have to take, you got to slow it down. You got to take one shot at a time. You got to take one hole at a time, and and just realize like no matter what happens out there, then the only thing that matters is that next shot you take. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned. <laughs> it took me a long time to learn that, but uh, <laughs> that I've learned now is that like every time you take a swing, it matters. So I think that's the biggest thing you can pass on. And and you kind of work that into a golf practice too, where, yeah, you're going to go out and just play around sometimes. Yeah. We're going to have some competitions on three holes or four holes. We're going to do some small short game area stuff. So I think it's a combination of all those. And I think that's, I mean, it's it's different than other 
collegiate sports, but it's still the same where in other sports, you will have some small area stuff. You'll have some special team stuff or you'll just work on different things daily. So I think it's a combination of all of it. And it's really just building competition into everything because there's a big difference from going to play or going to play around versus going to play a tournament. Like it's different, whether there's 20 people are watching or a million people watching, like once you get on that tee, it's just you. And it's a big challenge. It's a lot different. And I think that's why we want to build in a lot of competition to everything we do during practice. Try to replicate that feel of, uh, you know, the competition feel. And you hear that a lot in, in other sports too, you know, trying to replicate game day feeling and, and, uh, and the feeling of competition. Um, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit. Um, as you had mentioned, you originally came here to assist our, our head men's hockey coach, Cam Ellsworth. And I, I, I would like you to to kind of tell us a little bit about the, the relationship and the friendship that, that you have with Cam here before we kind of dive into into the hockey aspect of it all. Yeah, so Cam and I have known each other for over 20 years now. So I think that's a, that's a big part, A, of why I'm here, but also of why I think that him and I work well together is he can... I think we have this relationship where it's different than a head coach, assistant coach relationship where we really trust each other. We trust each what we're going to do on the ice and on the bench and during practice. And I think that that really helps out because I think a lot of times head coach, assistant coach relationships are different where the assistant coach is kind of walking on eggshells and they don't want to make a mistake and they don't want to say the wrong thing. And we're, we've been past that for, for 20 years now, right? So, <laughs> So I think the that relationship really helps out, and I think it it helps, like I said, on the bench, on the ice, but it also just helps with the you know, overall feel in the locker room where he trusts me to tell him the truth. And I think that's the big thing with with coaching and being head assistant wherever is is making sure you are telling the telling the truth, giving your opinion, because if you're not, you're not going to get any better. And I think that's he gives me he's great to work for because he gives me that that leeway to say what I think and and. Obviously, he shuts me down a lot, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, he does take a lot of things I say. And I think that that's why, you know, we he he has already been successful here. So I'm just adding on like he's done a great job before I came. He'll do a great job if I wasn't here. So I'm just a small piece of it. But I think that relationship will help uh, move us in the direction that he wants to see the program go. And I know he's been to the Frozen Four. He's been to the final so, you know, he's there and hopefully I can just add a little piece to that. Um, talk a little bit about you you mentioned the dynamic a little bit, the the fact that you know, you're not really afraid to 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 speak your mind a little bit. Um, what's the da- the dynamic kind of like on on the bench, you know, during uh during a game? Honestly, it's it's pretty calm on the bench. Like he's just, mm-hmm. he's a very collected and calm coach. He has a plan that we lay out all week and he just he knows what he wants to get done and he relays it to the players and the players most times execute what we want to do. And I I think that's a great way to coach because the players really feed off that. If you're, if you have a plan and we all know the plan going in and and we're going to execute this plan, there's no guesswork. There's no, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. There's a lot of, this was the plan. This is what we're doing. And, And he does a great job of relaying that. I think together on the bench, like there's a lot of discussions, but, it's just discussing, hey, what is, should we do a little adjustment here? Should we do a little adjustment there? And, you know, it's it's a great, on the bench, it's it's great because it keeps the, the guys even. It, it helps them be able to perform. There's not a lot of ups and downs. And 
I think it's it all stems from him being prepared all week in practice because he does an awesome job of, of preparing and getting guys to work. And, and Monday to, to Friday night, it's a plan of attack to get us ready for that game on Friday. Um, obviously you've, you've been a head coach before, but, um, the, the first game that, you know, you're on, you're on the bench with Cam, one of your best friends. Did you kind of take a moment to kind of take it in? Yeah, I think it was, you know, maybe even the first time we were on the ice. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. we've done some camps in the past where we're on the ice together, but it wasn't the same. Right. So I'm, we, hockey starts a little late. I mean, it doesn't start till October. So I'm here, I'm, I'm meeting, not all the guys, I'm meeting some of the guys we have the one meeting, but it's kind of like we step on the ice for the first time and here we go. And I think that was the first time I was like, we're really into it. We're doing this. And I think being able to coach with one of your best friends is something that doesn't come along very often. And and I think it's, it's very, it's just a great situation to be in. And obviously you guys uh, golf together a fair amount as well. Uh, you think that he's going to be kind of, you know, tossing some, tossing some pointers your way, maybe an unofficial assistant coach title, Kind of, you know, the shoe on the other foot with the with the golf team here. Yeah, I mean, he tosses a lot of pointers my way, anyway. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure that he will, and I'm sure that he'll 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 have a lot to say about what we do. He already has a lot to say about when we play all the time. So, I'm sure that that he'll throw some tips in there. Um, I'm gonna let's let's shift gears back to golf a little bit because there's a question I wanted to ask you before. Um, is there, you know, maybe one favorite? course that you've played over the course of your life or maybe maybe a couple if you don't want to maybe narrow it down to to one yes i i mean i always say this it's in i mean it's in michigan so i think everybody from michigan kind of (laughs) likes michigan the most so uh but arcadia bluffs in michigan is one of the best courses it's on it's it's literally every hole except for one you can see lake michigan and four or five are right on it so that one and i was i was able to play kapalua in hawaii where they play the uh, I think it's called the Century Tournament of Champions now, but they I was able to play that and those two for sure are my favorites that I was able to play. Do you have like a uh, like a like a strong suit to your game? Are you like like is 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 it driving? Is it you know approach shots? Is it short game? Is it putting? Or are you just kind of like an all around kind of golf? Yeah, I would say my my strengths are definitely the distance. So mm-hmm. on all my clubs is I try to hit it, you know. I feel that the shorter shots, I mean, you might as well hit it as far as you can if you keep it in play. So I think that's the strength of my game. And because I, I mean, playing in Michigan, there's a lot of trees there too. So like you have to be good at scrambling. So I think that's scrambling and be able to get the places that maybe you really don't want to hit a shot from, but at least you can find it and hit it again. I, I think that's, that's helped me a lot and be able to adapt when I get into bad situations out there. Yeah. That's, that's one thing about the game of golf too, is that like you can find yourself you know, any, anything really can happen. Uh, you know, a, yeah. you know, ball hits a tree at ricochets one way or the other. I mean, a sport like hockey, there's, you know, a certain number of defined outcomes to get kind of mathematical with it. Right. You know, exactly. Yeah. Anything, I mean, anything is possible out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you can get a bad bounce, you can go out of bounds, you get a bad bounce you're under a tree. I mean, you, you hit it one way and it doesn't go the way you thought it would. I mean, there's just so many factors out there, especially whether we're outside, like, there really is anything can happen out there and you just have to, I mean, it's the same as like, you have to go in with a plan of how I'm going to play each hole and how I'm going to attack and when I can attack and when I have to lay back. I mean, it's, it's a lot of thinking, like you said at the beginning, and I think it's going in with a plan for the day of how we're going to attack the course. Um, Again, being kind of unfamiliar with collegiate golf, is it the kind of thing where let's say before 
obviously not like something as big as the conference tournament, but let's say, you know, before just a, a match or something like that or a small tournament, would the team get a chance to play a practice round? Or are you kind of flying blind going off of what you can find on the Internet and like course flybys and things like that to, to be able to strategize on, on certain holes? Yeah, I think that some of the some of the tournaments are going to have practice rounds that you can go play. I think it's tough with travel, depending on what where the tournament is if we're going to be able to get there in time to play the practice round. But, you know, there's a lot out there where you can see the course and you know how the holes go. And, and obviously it's better to play the course first at least once where you can actually see and feel where everything is. But, you know, for the most part, I, I think gathering the information and then hopefully we can play a practice round, but it doesn't get, it doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you like, again, going kind of back to the, to the practice mentality, um, do you see any kind of like range days coming in there where, you know, where you're just kind of watching guys swing over and over again, and you're looking for kind of little nuances to their swing or, or do you see most of it kind of really taking place right at uh, right at the course? So where it's most of it's going to have to take place at the course. There's a small practice area at Northfield. They don't really have, unfortunately, like the room with, with how the course is set up to have a full size range. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lot of on course, uh, monitoring swings and seeing what's happening maybe throwing a ball down uh, on the on the small skill days where we're not playing for anything um except for the small competitions within the holes or you know three holes like i said like that's going to be the time where we can throw one down and take another swing and and try to work on some things there within a round where it's us and each player is going to be different where hey maybe you need to take a couple extra from the tee or maybe you need to work on things around the green i think that's what happens in practice rounds and and in the practice rounds, I mean, you're dropping balls down everywhere and, and hitting stuff. So I think there's going to be a lot of that with within the nine holes if we do that, where we're still, even if we're playing nine, we're still going to be taking some time to practice the things we need to work on that week. And you, you brought up a good point there, you know, the the practice round, the ability to just kind of hit hit balls from wherever and, you know, see how they roll out, see how they land. That also might be something that people that aren't as familiar with the sport might realize. I mean, you know. If you're watching the PGA Tour on TV, you're watching, you know, Thursday through Sunday. But, you know, with the exception of the Masters, you rarely get to see guys out there playing their practice round and going through kind of the the, the things that they do, the multiple shots. And I think that's a, a key part of the game as well. That's true. I mean, yeah, if you haven't been able to see a practice round, I think the practice rounds are more fun to watch than an actual tournament sometimes because – you're right. I mean, guys are dropping balls everywhere. They're taking extra putts. They're putting to where they think the pin's going to be on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I think that goes into it where you're still playing a whole round. But within that time, you're working on what you think you need to work on that aspect of your game to help you get ready for the first day. Um, looking looking to to more kind of coaching strategy here. Um, in in a tournament, I mean, you're only you're only one guy, right? You're you're the head coach, but you're one guy. You're gonna have several players out there on the course at several different points. Have you thought at all about you know what what kind of strategy you might employ? Are you gonna like hang out on on one specific tee box? Are you gonna kind of roam? Again, this is just something that I've never you know really been able to to ask somebody about. So I'm just picking your yeah, brain here a little bit. I think there's a lot of like roaming around out there because you're gonna have some guys, and I, I think it's something unlike other sports where things can can adapt within the game. I think Mm -hmm. golf is more making a plan with each player of, Hey, like how much do you want me to help you? How much do you want me to talk to you? Do you never want me to talk? Because some guys, Mm -hmm. they just want to go out there and play their game and not talk to anybody. And other guys, they need 
even somebody just to talk with, not about golf at all, just to take their mind off what's going on. And I think it's, it's really, it's really relating with the players and getting to know the players. And I think that's the big part of everything is building those relationships and building the culture of the program and, and finding out what helps a person and what helps a player perform their best on game day. Cool. I, excellent answers. All of them. Now uh, we can shift gears again here a little bit and, and let's, let's learn a little bit more about Kevin Cole, the person rather than Kevin, uh, the, the coach. So I know you're a, you're a pretty rabid Michigan state supporter. From what I've from what I've witnessed over in Cam's driveway during football season, <laughs> you could say that. So yeah, tell you know tell uh, tell us a little bit about you know some teams that you follow. Obviously, being being from Michigan, growing up in New England my whole life, we get a, you know a deluge of it's it's Boston fans, which I am, and you get a lot of you know New York fans, but we don't really yeah. get a whole lot of 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 like those those Midwestern fans. You, you don't really. I think Michigan State more is a. I guess now more is people know about Michigan State. When I was mm-hmm. when I was growing up, it wasn't we weren't quite on the map yet. I guess basketball might what was a little bit, but now football's good. So, you know, I think Michigan State. I didn't really have a choice with that one. My parents and my uncle went to Michigan State. So, I mean, as a little kid, I had no choice. So that I, you know, like that's just what it was for us is Michigan State. And for for pros, I mean, we're from Michigan. We're big Detroit. Tigers, Detroit Red Wings, which I'm sure people won't be happy to hear that I'm a Red Wings fan, but or even Tigers because I mean the Red Sox, the Yankees, right? So, you know, so those are those are kind of what I follow. The Red Wings, Tigers, the mostly. I'm more of a hockey, baseball, team sport guy, and then, I mean, I like to watch you know the PJ the PJ Tour, catch a European Tour there once in a while early in the morning. So those are fun to watch. So I'm a big sports guy, but hockey. Hockey, baseball, I guess you could throw the Pistons in there. That's okay. Let's throw the Pistons in there. Oh, uh, no. Why'd you have to go and do that? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Tigers, Red Wings, Michigan State, that's kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, hit us with some uh, hit us with some of your hobbies. You know, when you're not when you're not in the rink or you're not on the course, what do you, uh, you know, what do you like to spend your time doing besides also besides golfing for, for leisure? I mean, I think you kind of nailed it. Right there. I mean, I like going to – Concerts, sporting events, which kind of unfortunately haven't been able to do a lot lately. But I mean, really just hanging out with my friends and family. I mean, I really like coming back here and, and seeing my family and, and friends and making new friends in new places. Like coming to Norwich in a year, you, you meet new people you never would have met before. And I, I think every stop of the way, that's what I like the most is building those relationships with the other coaches or with other people in the area and meeting people that just come to the games. And I, I think that's, that's the best part about coaching and sometimes the worst part about coaching, because sometimes you got to leave those relationships to the, when other doors open. But I think if you do it the right way and, and you're, you treat people with respect and, and you try to like build those new friendships everywhere you go. I still have friends of every stop I went, they've moved away to different places, but I think that's what I like the most is, is hanging out with my friends, family, going over, hanging out with you and Cam and in their driveway. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that I like to do. And I would say my wife likes to do the same stuff because she's over there too. And, and you know, taking taking my dogs on a walk or, or going playing nine holes with my wife. That's the stuff that I like to do. So I'm fortunate at, at North, at, in Northfield that those things are everywhere. And I can go those, go do those anytime I want to. And again, I mean, Vermont uh, is great in the summer, so we're 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 peeking right into the to the best time of year here. Uh, oh, right. 
here in the state. Um, you mentioned concerts a little bit. Uh, do you have any like a couple of favorite shows you've been to uh, over the course of your life? Man, I mean, I've been to a few. I, I don't want to like say a lot of them because you might judge me on what I say. Because there's of, no you know, judgment. <laughs> I think one of the like Detroit in Detroit, uh, they have a big outdoor venue, and it's it's called it's just like a big country where they have it's all day long and it's nine, 10 hours and it's all day outdoors. And I think when I go to those and it's more of a, an event, it's not in an arena, it's outside and you can kind of move and come and go and, and see a few from this band and then come back later. And, and you're just kind of basically like a tailgate outside. I, I think those are my most favorite ones to go to for sure. Hey, I was just, uh, I was just at Garth Brooks at Gillette stadium on Saturday night. There you go. So yeah, that's, that's I a good one to go to. Yeah, that was great. I took took my mom for her birthday. Uh, but no, the, the the outdoor concerts are certainly special. And you know, again, someone from from Vermont, growing up in Vermont, growing up there weren't a whole lot of outdoor shows that that happened here in the state. But over the last you know 15 years or so, there have been some outdoor venues that pop up in the summer. Obviously, nothing permanent because winter would come and then. Yeah. you know wreck an amphitheater right if it were <laughs> if it was yeah. an outdoor amphitheater but uh but uh but no yeah the, the the outdoor shows and and i like you mentioned the kind of the experience like the 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 open air you know you can leave for a little bit go like grab a bite come back um i i, I like that aspect of it also like i'm you know if especially something like you said where it's you know nine ten hours long yeah you, you can't just yeah it's the day right absolutely um have you are you like a hiker at all have you gone up any of the any of the trails around around here in town like Payne mountain or anything like that you know i'm not a big hiker i think i want to try that more but i've gone just up behind our house it's not it's not big it's just easy but i mm-hmm. mean i like doing that that's to be out there and doing that is it's fun it's a nice aspect of of vermont that's different from the places i lived before for sure yeah, I mean, we're we're kind of spoiled. You can literally walk out of like our back doors of our houses and walk up Payne Mountain. Um, you can. So <laughs> I've done that before. I haven't gone all the way up it, but I've gone, you know, quite a ways up there. So I, I do like to do that in the, the summer and fall for sure. It's a cool spot. It's a cool spot. Um, so you mentioned that you're out, you know, in Michigan visiting visiting family right now. Um, you said you got a big a uh, big chunk of driving ahead of you. What is it tomorrow? Tomorrow morning. Yep. So. Eight hour, eight hour drive tomorrow to just uh, play some more golf for sure. <laughs> so is that you're going to go from like I don't I don't know what it's technically called like the the mitten shape to the upper peninsula or are you going to stay kind of on the lower lower peninsula to upper peninsula? Lower. You're going lower to upper. Yep, going upper. Upper's very similar to Vermont to be honest with you. So not as many mountains, but it's very similar. I've heard that from from many folks at uh, at Norwich as well. But you're you're not from the Upper Peninsula, correct? You're from not, the Lower Peninsula. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, you mentioned a little bit of affinity for for Michigan State. Uh, do you have the the same like detest of of Michigan as most Michigan State fans do? I mean, I think you kind of have to. Right? All right. Like, no, I I like that. Yeah, I think you have to. I do. So, <laughs> but so half my friends went to Michigan, half went to Michigan State. So I think it's a nice relationship. But yes, I I don't. I don't think I have the the hatred that most Michigan Michigan State fans have, but it's a it's a nice rivalry, I would say, amongst our friend group for sure. 
Uh, talk to me a little bit about this uh, kind of uh, budding relationship with you and incoming uh, athletic director at at Hockenberry. You know, he said some very nice things about you in the in the article that we put on NorwichAthletics.com. Uh, obviously, he was part of the hiring process uh, when you applied for the job. Tell tell me a little bit about uh, about your relationship uh, with Hawk. Yeah, so I was able to meet him before I you know applied for the golf job. I, I was just just kind of in passing, hanging out you know, doing, doing things around campus and around Norwich. So he has been great the entire way. We're starting a new program and he has been there from day one, helping with scheduling, helping with the course, helping with whatever I need. So he has really been an integral part of, of getting this thing going. And I think he's done a great job and it's not even his first year yet. So I think he's going to be in, in just an unbelievable asset to the university, not just the athletics department. And I think he, for me, has been unbelievable. And I think he's got going to do, like I said, great things for the university and, and really help build on what uh, Tony has done, because obviously Norwich has been on the map for a long time. And and you guys and Tony has done an awesome job. And I think the the, the transition and the combo of, of learning, being able to learn from him, and then put his own spin on it. I, I think it's really setting up Norwich for the future. I I could not agree more. I think it was a was a great hire. And, and again, like you mentioned, you know the I wouldn't even call it shadowing because I feel like that's like too less. You know, it's not it's not a cool like a good enough term to <laughs> to describe what's going on uh, with with Hawk and and you know um, stepping away from his role at, at UVM as an associate athletic director and then uh, you know taking the reins at Norwich come come June one. It's coming right up, right around the corner here as we record this on on May the twenty fifth. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, like you said, great hire, great. I mean, but you can't for D three sports. I don't know that you can get much better than than what Norwich has done and what we we want to do. And I think Ed Ed Hock is is just really putting us in a in a good position to succeed in all at all levels. Um, I know it was it maybe last week or two weeks ago you were in um with one of our apparel reps. You guys designing some some team uniforms for the for the upcoming season in there? Yeah, we are. They are almost done getting ready. You know, some uniforms, equipment, bags, everything really. I mean, we're starting from nothing, so we need it all. So mm-hmm. you know, it was it was cool to be able to do that again. That was something I've done twice before, designing all the uniforms, designing all the the travel gear and stuff like that. So uh, I think it's it's great to be able to to get on the ground floor and, and build all that stuff and do all that stuff and kind of make it the way you want to. Yeah, I guess, you know, kind of another kind of outsider question. Um, you mentioned, you know, the the golf bags. So the aspect of the, the equipment that the players use, obviously they'll use their own clubs, Yep. but then the, the bag will be provided. Um, what about like shoes? Is it kind of, you know, you, you wear what you like or is, is that going to be provided or how does that work? No, the shoes, I think the shoes are going to be for the, the players, but you know, it's kind of like your personal preference, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take care of some of the outer stuff with, with polos and jackets and bags and balls and stuff like that. Oh, but so like like getting like uh, like a Norwich logo per se, maybe on a sleeve sleeve of Pro V ones, uh, something, something like that. Like, yeah, something like that. All right. Well, if there's any extra kicking around, uh, let me know, and then you can send the guys into the woods off of the second hole, and you can find them <laughs> all again after I play a <laughs> after I play around. Um, I, I guess you know, looking back on uh, on on the year here, as you know the. The athletics season, you know, unofficially ends uh, June one here here in Northfield, and then it fires back up again in August. Um, 
Do you have any kind of moments or any special things that happened uh, on the ice or even uh, in, in part of the, the restart of the golf program that you can kind of look back and, and hang your hat on or just kind of some, some fond memories that you want to share? I mean, I think the, the best hockey memory probably is, I mean, we played a lot of overtime games this year. We came out on top on some of them, but I think winning, winning the, the in-season tournament this year, that was, that was a sp- pretty special moment. Obviously ours got canceled at home, but we were able to go to, to Middlebury and, and win and beat two really good teams to, to win that tournament. So I think, I think that was a pretty big highlight for, for my year athletically. And I think just personally, just coming here and, and being in a new environment and meeting new people and, I think just having a having a great year in Northfield and, and at Norwich and just being welcomed in, I think that was that was big because you know, I'm not you know, I'm moving here with my family and we're coming to a new we're both doing new jobs and meeting new people. And I think the way that everybody welcomed us in and, and took us in, I think that was that was a big moment for us and, and it kind of just transitioned right into the golf job now where we're getting rolling with golf. We're still doing hockey. You know, my wife's doing well. So I think I think it's all all good things have happened since we've come here, and I'm I'm just really happy to be at at Norwich. Good year, and things are things are uh, are trending up for you. Yes, for sure. Looking forward to this year. I, I mean, if it goes as well as the first year did, I think we're going to be you know having a great year on the ice and and hopefully on the course too. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the the tournament there, formerly the Prime Link Great Northern Shootout. Now I believe it's called the First Light uh, Northern Shootout due to you know a, cor- a company buying the other company, the classic uh, corporate America stuff. But um, you know, growing up, somebody that grew up an exit away in uh, in Barrie, that when that tournament was founded, that was like the you know the big tournament uh, for Division Three. I mean, the heavy hitters come and they, and they, they try to win that tournament. It's almost like a little preview of the final four, or at least, at least it used to be. Um, I think it still is. I mean, it's a pretty big deal. And I was, I mean, it was a little bit abbreviated this year with COVID happening throughout the year, but still to be able to, to win those two games, I think, like you said, it's, it's one of the premier D3 tournaments of the year. And I think it really kind of just showcases the, you know, who's coming there and, you don't get a chance to go west much and play teams from other leagues so i think it's a it's a good opportunity to see where everybody's kind of standing you know halfway th- through the year and and give you a kind of like a jump board to towards the postseason if you do well on it yeah and again that's you know playing for a trophy that always kind of elevates everyone's game right you know you want to you want to win some hardware you want to take some hardware home so again very unfortunate that the northfield savings bank holiday tournament was ultimately canceled um over over the new year weekend but very much looking forward to hosting next year's and and getting three good teams in on the schedule that's always a really fun weekend right around the holidays a lot of people come out for those games people that come home for the holidays it's it's one of the better tickets to to get around it definitely is like coming from that's kind of where i you know growing up watching college hockey in the in the Midwest. I mean, they have the GLI there, so that's kind of where I equate it to, and and I think it's a great event, and I'm looking forward to to playing it this upcoming year for sure. Uh, before before we let you go here, uh, you seen any seen any good movies recently? Been watching any good TV shows? Uh, streaming anything good? Any good movies? I don't know, honestly. I saw a bad movie. Do you want to hear about that one? Sure. Yeah. I was really disappointed in it. Mark Wahlberg was in it. It was called. Uh, uncharted i think watched it last night with my mom at her house it was not maybe somebody liked it i wasn't one of those people are you familiar with the video game that it's based off of 
I'm not. I'm not either. It's, it's a video game. Yeah, it's a it's a PlayStation exclusive game, and I'm an Xbox guy, so I never really played them. But like, it's based off of you know, I think they made four of those Uncharted games. And usually, when they adapt a video game to a movie, it does not go well. This one didn't go well. I was pretty excited for it too. It seemed like it was right up my alley for for movies, and then they just they got a little carried away, and it was just super unrealistic. Some of the things <laughs> like I'm cool with like some uh, unrealistic things, but like. There's like jumping off planes and catching the cargo. It was kind of wild, but they set it up for a sequel. So I'm sure we'll be watching that sometime. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's and that's the thing now, too, is the, you know, it's not just one movie. You're trying to, you know, squeeze four out of it and then a mini series and then a streaming, you know, series and and all this stuff. The the game has kind of changed on the, on the Hollywood side, at least in terms of how how people look at movies. They look at them more as franchises now than anything than a standalone yep. film. They definitely do. Well, cool. Well, I will stay away from Uncharted. Thank you for the tip. Not that I was like really like. I mean, you probably should it. watch it. You should probably watch it for yourself, because it did entertain me for an hour and a half. But okay. it was. It's just not good. Like it's, it's entertaining. No entertaining but bad. There you go. Entertaining but bad. If you want to, if you got an hour and a half kicking around, throw it on. Hey, I think the the last movie I saw was uh, was the Northman, the Viking revenge movie. I've not seen that. How was that? I highly suggested. It. it was awesome. All it right, was I'll check yeah, that out. visually spectacular. Uh, yeah, it's the guy that did uh, the lighthouse. Have you seen that one or the witch? No, I've seen, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, it's really like it's, he has a really cool style. Um, but yeah, uber uber violent. Uh, but uh, but an awesome awesome movie, awesome story. Oh. An old legend kind of being retold. Uh, which is I'm a nerd for that kind of stuff. So I was nice. I was I, all in. I'm gonna check that out. Absolutely. Maybe we can convince Cam to watch it. We can go. We can watch it in the driveway some night. I mean, no chance. But me and you. <laughs> hey, that sounds good to me too. Okay. Uh, well, hey, Kevin, uh, you know, I want to thank you for for taking the time, hopping on here. Uh, again, as you're out out and about, traveling in the Midwest, and and gearing up for a big drive tomorrow. So, again, thank you for the time. Uh, best of luck both on the ice and on the tee, on the course, on the green. I'm not sure what the proper vernacular is, so I'll use all of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be on and uh, looking forward to another great year for Norwich Athletics. Cool. And again, uh, the first season of Norwich men's golf since 1999 on the way. Stay tuned to NorwichAthletics.com for all of the good stuff, uh, press releases, player of the week stuff, all that you can follow right on our athletics website. Kevin, thanks again, man. Thanks a lot. We thank Kevin for taking the time out of the busy travel schedule over there in Michigan to hop on the pod this month. And again, we thank you for listening wherever you may be listening and however you may be listening. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the hashtag is NURevely. Per usual, we will send you home with the sounds of the Norwich University Regimental Band. <laughs> <laughs>